Hello, everyone. Welcome to worship today. So good to have you. My name is Aaron Rosenau, one of the pastors here at Faith. Um, we started just a, a little bit late, and I told the band just like keep going for a second because I don't know where I set down all my notes. So I'll, I guess I'll go from memory here today, and um, you know, we'll see where it goes. Uh, First of all, I just have to say this weekend we're celebrating Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to all you moms and grandmothers and godmothers in our congregation. Uh, if you're joining us online today too, so glad that you're able to join us and happy Mother's Day to you as well. Um, we're continuing a, a series that we're calling Rejoice. We rejoice in the mothers and the other women of our lives and and uh, we also rejoice most especially in the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. It is so important that it really is the, the centerpiece of our faith that Jesus is risen and that means we will rise also. And that's what we're talking about in this Rejoice series. So we'll finish off the, the last reading that we have from 1 Corinthians 15. We've been look, working through this great resurrection chapter of the New Testament called uh, 1 Corinthians 15. And uh, several weeks now, we'll have the last of those readings today. Um, also, as we uh, look forward to what's coming up, on Monday evening, we have our annual voters assembly meeting over at our Faith Ministry Center at 7 p.m. Um, we will be voting on members for our board of directors. We'll be voting on our church budget and allocation of, um, of endowment dollars. And we will be, um, God willing, congregation willing, um, voting to move forward with a capital campaign in this next year. So we talked about that at our forums last week and uh, we're getting ready for that vote on Monday evening. So um, by the way, that if you're not able to join us for that meeting in person, we will be also uh, actually holding that meeting online, not through live stream, but through Zoom. That allows us much more interaction with those who are online. But that also means that you need a Zoom link. So if you're a member at Faith, you should have this last week received an email from our church office that includes the link for the Zoom connection and also some instructions about what to expect for being able to vote online. So if you did not receive that email and you're a member of faith and you plan to be a part of the annual meeting on Monday by Zoom and not in person, if you did not receive that email, make sure that you contact our church office Monday morning. Not Monday 5 p.m., but Monday morning, so we can make sure that we get that, uh, that ironed out and get you able to vote and you get the link for Zoom. So, um, and then um, what else? What else am I supposed to announce today? I think that is about it. I hope I did not forget anything. That's the, you know, the consequence. Oh, there is one more thing. I knew it. I knew there's one more. Also on Monday is the deadline for signing up for our mission trip to Guatemala. We have a team that's going down to our partner village in El Oregonal, Guatemala. Uh, that'll be in August, the third week of August. And if you're interested in going on that trip, then the deadline to sign up for it is Monday. So that is the last announcement I have. I'm gonna hand it over to Eliza and the band. Oh, after we have a time of fellowship. I always forget this when we don't have a communion and we have fellowship later. I wanna have this, this time where we stand up, everyone stand up and we wanna make our way around the room a little bit, greet those who are with you in worship, uh, introduce yourself. You don't know somebody that's around you and just tell them how glad you are that you're in worship with them. All right, but don't sit down just yet. We're gonna stay standing because we're gonna praise the Lord because our God is not dead. He's alive and we need to sing about it. Um, so let's sing this song.
Open up your heart to the Lord in this song.
but your spirit's strong in me my flesh may fail but my god you never will without Christ Um, but if we seek the Lord in confession and if we repent of our sin then he is faithful and just to forgive us so let us confess if we say we have no sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us but if we confess our sins God who is faithful and just will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Father, we confess that we have sinned against you and our neighbor in thought, word, and deed. We have not loved you with our whole heart, nor have we loved our neighbors as ourselves. You desire a trusting heart. But we doubt. You desire a forgiving heart. But we resent. You desire a willing heart, but we rebel. You desire a giving heart, but we withhold. We have followed the temptations of our own hearts and have fallen short of your desires. Have mercy upon us, forgive us our sins, and lead us to life everlasting. Amen. God is very good. And his love, as we just sang, his love is great. Beyond our sinfulness, his love continues to surpass our weakness and our failures. It's my privilege as one of your pastors to announce God's grace to you again. And in the place of Christ, by his authority, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I invite you to have a seat as we continue our worship.
invite our children to come up here for a children's message. Come on up, guys. Thank you so much for being brave and being the first one up here. Amazing. Well, hello, guys. You know what we're celebrating this weekend? I mentioned at the beginning of worship, if you were listening, maybe you caught it. What are we celebrating this weekend? Mother's Day, that's exactly right. What an amazing time to celebrate moms who loves their mom. Yeah, I hope you all do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, moms are great, aren't they? Can you tell me something that you really love about your mom, something your mom is really good at, something that uh, describes just how amazing your mom is? Tell me something. Yeah, what would you say? She does a lot of cooking. Yeah, that's awesome. Maybe I should come over to your place if she's good at cooking. Yeah, what else? You have any other things that mom is good at? It washes clothes, yeah. Sounds like your mom does a lot of stuff. Cooks, washes clothes, what else? She puts you to bed, that's a pretty cool thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. She doesn't just say, okay, see ya, go off to bed, but she actually tucks you in and yeah. Praise with you before you go to sleep. Yeah, what else? Ooh, she gets books from the library. That's a fun thing. What else? Oh, she cleans all over the house, doesn't she? Yeah. You know, like I'm thinking all of these ideas that you're sharing with me are really what I was thinking about when I think about moms. Moms are really good at serving. Wouldn't you agree? Moms are really good at serving their families. And what I mean by that is that what it means to serve is to think about someone else's needs before your own. To think about what someone else needs before you start taking care of yourself. Moms are so good at that. Would you agree? My mom is like that. My wife's mom is like that. My wife is like that. Uh, all the other moms that I know, they're just really super good at just being servants, loving and serving their families. And that's why they cook and clean and wash clothes and put you to bed and get books from the library and read to you and all those other things that moms do that are so amazing and that we love about them. They do that because they have a heart for you. They love you and they want to serve you. And I'm pretty sure that moms learned that somewhere and not just from their moms, although that's true too. I think that moms learned that from Jesus because Jesus actually calls on all of us to serve each other, to serve other people before ourselves. Um, you ever notice that uh, this happens in my house when we have, have uh, food that's put out uh, for everybody and maybe we go through a line, maybe we have guests over and we're going through the line to get food and then we go to sit down. Um, mom is always last through the line because she has a, a desire to serve and give to others first. And that's what really we're all called to do in Jesus. Um, I have something for you. I actually printed out a coloring page for you that says Happy Mother's Day on it. It has some flowers. I'm gonna give each of you one of these. You can have this for, you can color it for your mom. You could also color one for your grandma if you wanna do that too. Um, there are also crayons in the back. There's a, there's a cart right back there at the, in the middle, at the back of the center aisle. There's a cart back there with a whole bunch of crayons in it. So if you want during worship to actually pick out, you have to share though, okay? Make sure that you're sharing. There are plenty there though. Um, and if you want another one of these for grandma after worship, I can give you another one. But um, you can color this, or you can go home and color it after worship today. That's fine too. But uh, especially, you know, just... You could give that to your mom and tell her happy Mother's Day, okay? All right, let's pray.
Hold your hands with me. Repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for showing us what it means to serve. Thank you, Jesus, for moms who also show us what it means to serve. We love you, Jesus. We love your gift of moms. Amen. All right, go back to your seats. Thank you so much for coming up. And we will turn to the word of God today first in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. As I mentioned, we'll wrap up this um, series of readings we've had over the last several weeks in the book of 1 Corinthians 15. And Paul says, I declare to you, brothers, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality. And when the perishable has, clothed, has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain." And now for the reading of the gospel, I invite you to stand in honor of our Lord. The gospel from John 14. Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my father and I too will love him and show myself to him. This is the gospel of our Lord. You may be seated. So I brought something with me today. It's a... Uh, first aid kit. In fact, we have some volunteers here at Faith who very recently updated our first aid kits here to make sure that all the supplies we have are, um, are, are full and that we're ready in case there's an emergency and somebody needs something. So inside the first aid kit, we have some things that you might need like gloves. If someone is bleeding or has gotten sick and you need to help or clean up. There's some gloves in there. There's a, a burn dressing. If so, We have a kitchen right over here. If someone got burned and, well, there's a burn dressing in there as well. A cold pack, if someone fell or bumped their head on a chair or hit their head on the floor or bumped their elbow or whatever it might be, then we got a cold pack in there that could be useful. Um, some tape and some eyewash, if you have an issue there with eyewash. Um, of course, we have to have Band-Aids. There are several Band-Aids, pretty easy. 
um, in the first aid kit. And uh, God forbid there's an even bigger thing that something uh, that a Band-Aid won't um, help with. There's a trauma pad. That's, that was a pretty big trauma pad. Um, Got to be bleeding pretty good for that one, I think. And some all kinds of other things, scissors and um, other equipment in here. But you know, one thing that is not in the first aid kit, what's not in the first aid kit is anything that's gonna help you with a broken heart. Something that's gonna help you when you're grieving. There really is no first aid kit for that. Um, I think it's natural for us to talk about hearts today. So, you know, as we talk about the children's message, we're talking about Mother's Day, and so a lot of hearts for mothers. But there also, I think we have to remember moms who are also not with us, or those who are remembering their moms who have passed away and are with Jesus and not with us here anymore in this life. We also have to remember that there are mothers who are with us who have lost children and are grieving that kind of loss. I did a, I did a funeral a number of years ago. I shared this with our Faith Ministry Center last week too. Um, it was not here. It was when I was serving in Indiana as a pastor. And we had this uh, woman who died at 38 years old. It was a very sudden medical thing that nobody knew about. And she passed away and it was just devastated her family, including her mother. Um, this woman who died was a believer, but most of the rest of her family were not believers. And that included her mother. And I can tell you, I've, I've never experienced someone so devoid of hope when they're grieving the death of a loved one. I mean, when, they, when we went to close the casket, we were doing the service at the funeral home, we went to close the casket. Um, this woman's mother wailed. I mean, wailed. I've seen crying, I've seen sobbing and bawling, but I had never experienced this uncontrollable screaming in loss because she was utterly devastated in grief. It was the same at the cemetery. And normally when we have a graveside service, we finish the service and the family goes and gets in their cars and drives off and then the cemetery uh, crew comes in and, and they lower the casket into the ground and close the vault and cover it with sand and then dirt. But it was, in this case, in this funeral's case, the family stayed that entire process as they lowered the casket and closed it up and put the dirt on top. And then this woman's mother laid down on the ground with her hands and her face in the dirt, weeping more. Now, I'm not sharing this in judgment of her. I've never lost a child, so I don't know that kind of anguish and grief. I can only imagine just how much it tears you apart to experience that. But it really was, it was more than that. It was the fact that this woman had no hope. I just I I understood much more clearly all of a sudden what Paul talks about in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 when he says we do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. Now as Christians we will grieve when somebody we love dies it hurts there's a sting to death and it hurts deeply and we will grieve. Even Jesus grieved. We're told in John eleven thirty five, 35, the shortest verse of the whole Bible, Jesus wept. I mean, he grieved the, the death of his friend Lazarus. So even as Christians, we will grieve, but 
we also grieve with hope. In the midst of pain, in the midst of that kind of loss that I was telling about with this woman whose mother just experienced the crushing reality of her daughter's death, you can't find a first aid kit for that kind of thing. You can't go to a doctor or even a surgeon to find a cure for that. The only place you can go is to Jesus. When it looks like death is the end of the line, when it looks like death is the end of the story, the end of your loved one's life, Jesus says, no, death does not get the last word. Death is not the end of the story. Death does not win. What does John 3.16 tell us? God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And that's not just uh, an eternal life that, okay, we leave this body and we go up to heaven, wherever heaven is, and we're with Jesus. Well, that's true, but that's not the end of the story. It's not just a spiritual existence for the rest of eternity. Paul talks about in Philippians chapter three, he says, our citizenship is in heaven and we await a savior from there who will come here, our Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body, like the body that was risen from the dead, glorified and made perfect in the resurrection. He will change our bodies so they'll be like his glorious body. Paul talks about this in 1 Thessalonians 4. We believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. Same, resurrection, just like Jesus is risen, we will rise. So in the last several weeks, we've been in, during our worship, as part of our worship, we've had these readings from 1 Corinthians 15. I've said this several times. Uh, it's known as the great resurrection chapter. So there's a lot said about the resurrection. And this is not just living in spirit, but physical bodily resurrection. Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 15. And last week, Paul was saying that the body that is sown, that is the, the body that dies and is buried, that is sown into the ground, that body is sown perishable, but it is raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. Now notice that it doesn't say raised a spirit, but a spiritual body that is a transformed, renewed, made perfect body. These bodies that will die someday will also rise. And when Jesus said, I will raise you up at the last day, he means physical resurrection, imperishable, glorious, powerful. So don't worry, it will be the same body, but it'll be so much better than the one you have now. <laughs> In case you're, you know, looking in the mirror or feeling the aches and pains of age and the gray and the wrinkles and extra weight or whatever it is that is, you know, makes you tired of your body and you wish you could be rid of it, don't worry. It'll be the same body, but so much different, so much better and glorified and made perfect without disease, without pain, without shame, without death without brokenness anymore. So let's look at the reading today from 1 Corinthians 15. Uh, Paul goes on and he says, I tell you a mystery, we will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. He's, he's talking about here, um, if, if we're still alive when Jesus comes back, that'll be an amazing day. You don't have to experience death. And then you just all of a sudden, poof, changed. The body that would otherwise die and be buried and, and then raised again, you know, instead of being raised, it's just going to be changed, right? He says, um, it'll be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye. That's 
like in a blink, in a blink, it'll be changed at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable. Raised imperishable. And we, if we're still alive when he comes, will be changed. For the perishable must be clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality. And then he says, when that happens, when the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will become true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. It's a direct quote from Isaiah 25 in the Old Testament. Death has been swallowed up in victory. And then a quote from Hosea 13 in the Old Testament. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? Death stings. We can't hide that fact. We can't change that fact. Death hurts. Worse than any bee sting or scorpion sting or any, any other kind of sting of this life, it hurts. There's no salve, no lotion, no bandage, no spray that will make it better. Just this, the dead will rise again and death is not the end. Death will be swallowed up forever. That's the, that is what takes away the sting of death. Now for a time now in this life, we have to experience the hardship of those around us who die and the sting of that, the pain, the sadness. But there will be a day when all those tears are wiped away. Never again will there be a, a, a tear shed because someone died. Death will be undone forever. And so in the midst of that, in the face of death, we are able to courageously live no matter what the loss, to move forward courageously knowing that we will rise again. And those we love, where you lost a child, a spouse, a parent, sibling, in Christ they will live again. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah, right? And we too will rise. Praise the Lord. Amen? As our band is coming up to lead us in our next song, let me just say a word of thanks I know so many of you are supporting the ministry here at Faith uh, through your ongoing giving, uh, regularly giving your offerings so that we can do our work here. Uh, many of you are giving sacrificially, uh, which means giving to a way that you have to do without something else so that you can support the ministry. And uh, for all of you who are giving in that way, I just want to say a word of thanks. You are allowing us to share that message of hope in the gospel of Jesus Christ, that he is risen from the dead um, with all those who are hurting and very much in need of hope in our world. So thank you. Let's sing.
We praise you, O risen Son of God. You alone give us hope in the midst of the tragedies and pains of this life. And when we think of those we love who have died in the faith, where else can we turn? Where else can we find healing and hope and comfort for our souls but in you? We thank you for coming and, and dying on our behalf and rising again that we would have this assurance that we too will rise. Thank you for the victory you have won for us over death and the grave. So Lord, now by your spirit, help us to stand firm and be unmoved, unshaken, even in the face of loss and death. God, give us that hope of the last day when you will come and raise us again. We pray this for all those whose grief is very fresh and raw because their loved one has so very recently passed and they're experiencing maybe Mother's Day for the first time without a mother or a grandmother or a very special aunt or godmother in their life or who are moving into these summer months in which they enjoyed the, the presence and the, and the company of someone they loved who is no longer with them. And now they're grieving having to experience this now for the first time, Lord, in a very different way. For those whose grief is fresh, we pray your comfort and your peace upon them, that peace that we cannot find anywhere else in the world. Give us faith to entrust our loved ones to your care. And give us that faith that looks to the last day when we will see them again and enjoy the reunion with all those who have gone before us. God, we also lift up to you our prayers on behalf of those who are sick or recovering from surgery, those who are anxious about surgery upcoming, those who are battling cancer and other diseases, those who are fighting depression, those who are dealing with anxiety disorders and, and all the other issues of body, mind, and spirit, which bring about suffering and need of healing. God, we lift up to you today, Debbie Glass and Aaron Cox, who are re recovering from surgery. We pray for Liz Stoll, who will be having surgery this week. And we pray for Jennifer Klein as she is fighting through uh, chemotherapy treatments and dealing with all that comes from that, the physical effects and the exhaustion. Pray that God, you would give her strength and all who are fighting that, that battle. And we lift up to you, Lord, in the silence, in our own thoughts, the needs of those who are coworkers or neighbors or friends or family members that today are going unspoken but not hidden from your knowledge. And we lift them up to you today. Our gracious Father, we know that every good gift comes down from you. Father of lights, who does not change like shifting shadows, but you who are faithful in giving good gifts, even apart from our asking. We thank you for those who are celebrating the joys of this life, birthdays and new births and family members 
children and grandchildren, nieces and nephews, cousins. Thank you for those celebrating baptismal birthdays and those who are celebrating anniversaries. We lift up to you, Scott and Pam Edwards, who are celebrating 39 years of marriage this week. Thank you for, for them and every couple as they live in service to one another as an example to their families. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all of these prayers. We trust that you hear us for Christ's sake who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen.
Alone, faultless and before. 